Astros with a four-run lead, a four-to-nothing lead going into the seventh inning. Lance McCullers was pitching a gem. The Astros had gotten four runs. The offense finally gets rolling, and the wheels came off in an ugly, ugly way. Here with my co-host, RG, and RG, we talked about it in the last postgame. I told you my concerns about this bullpen. I said, it stinks, and this is what we saw, and this is what happened. The wheels just fell off on the bullpen all the way around, one through one through three. Have you ever taken the ride at Universal Studios, the backdraft ride? Yeah, I think I took it with you back in the day. <laughs> yeah, remember, it, it, up, up in flames, and you're surrounded by flames, because that must have been what it felt like for the Astros bullpen tonight when anybody came in there, just big flames, gas cans. I mean, it was pretty much pretty awful. And like you said, it, it was something you just have to throw out. But it's also a glaring hole in this team. Known it's been the weakness, and the Yankees have a significant advantage there. Didn't know until game four how significant an advantage. It really did remind me, probably reminded you, when the Astros had that four-run lead against the Royals. Back then, it was uh, a bunch of characters coming in, whether it was Will Harris or uh, Luke Greger said just nobody could shut things down. And, and tonight it was putting in Chris Davinsky, Joe Musgrove, and even Ken Giles, all guys you've depended upon, weren't able to put out the fire. And, and that's what happened. And the Yankees end up with a 6-4 win. And this is a series again. But I will give you one thing that at least to, to take heart with, and, and that's two words. Keichel Verlander. Can they go nine the next two games? Because that's what the Astros are going to need. Yeah. I mean, that would be ideal, of course, to do that. But really, seriously, if you're going to win a championship, you've got to get contributions from your bullpen. I know these guys were terrible tonight. I know they were off. But you're going to have to go back to some of these guys again, whether you're going to win an American League championship series or whether you're going to win a World Series. Because in today's baseball, Keuchel's not going to pitch nine innings every time out. He's not going to take the ball. I mean, you would like that in Justin Verlander. And Lance McCullers, like you said, was sensational. Six innings, only gave up two hits. I mean, his, really, his only mistake there was uh, to Aaron Judge, who crushed the ball in the center field. And, you know, that was just tough luck for Lance McCullers. He was brilliant. And so you have to feel good about the starting pitching. Generally speaking, starting pitching, you get that starting pitching – you, you're going to win a series. But uh, unfortunately for the Astros, the bullpen just completely collapsed. New York's had the better bullpen, and we'll see where it goes from here. But the Astros are going to have to do something. I, I know Brad Peacock hasn't been in the series at all yet. That's potentially a relief weapon. But you're, you're, you, the Astros are going to be going to Ken Giles at some point, whether here in the American League Championship Series or in the World Series. He's already closed out one game, and he was completely ineffective. So, I mean, it's just it's been a total collapse by the bullpen and they're going to have to find a couple of arms here and quickly and they're going to have to have faith in them. Well, RG, I, I hate to say I told you so, but, you know, we talked about it in the postgame the last time I, you said you said the bullpen and you said Davinsky and Musgrove to me, Musgrove. You know, he had looked good towards the end of the regular season, but at the very end of the regular season, he had started to fall apart. Didn't want to get into all that when we talked about it. In yesterday's postgame show, but you know he had started to to play worse, and then he he, he wasn't good in the postseason. Davinsky, you you talked about All Star Davinsky. Well, Davinsky was fantastic his first year and a half, but since the All Star game, he's not been all that good. Don't let the numbers fool you. You know you've been watch if you've been watching the game and you've been watching what he's doing, he's not the dominant reliever that we saw. And the Astros, 
you know, it, they came into this postseason with nobody that you had a whole lot of faith in. I, I told you about all season about Giles and, and the shakiness of Giles. And, you know, he's come in to these postseason games and usually he gives up a run. There was one of them that I, I could say maybe wasn't his fault because uh, Springer and Reddick sort of misplayed one at Fenway. But, you know, he gives up a run. He, he's gotten away with stuff. But, you know, and, and, there, and there was the one game where he goes a couple of innings against the Yankees and, and, and that was a save savior situation. But uh, it's just one of these deals where I, I thought, you know, maybe Lance McCullers, you, you give up a home run to Aaron judge. So what it's a home run to Aaron judge. Everybody's given up a home run to Aaron judge this year. Let him tr- at least try to get a couple more outs in that inning. It's not like your bullpen. It's not like you're going to the old school Astros where it's, you know, Dotel and Lidge and, and all those guys are even back in the day, Larry Anderson and Dave Smith. These guys, they're they're young guys. We haven't seen them in the playoffs. We don't know what they were going to be able to do. They they haven't been super reliable all season long. I, I I know that Giles has put up some good numbers, but there's been so many saves where the Astros just have such a big lead that he's been able to get away with a little bit of shakiness, and you give up a run here or there. Uh, so. Uh, it just comes back to that. We we worried about it going into the off season. You know, we could talk all around this, but uh, that's something that Jeff Luno never did quite figure out when he was putting this ball club together. He never got those guys. And the thing about bullpens, RG, and you know this as well as anybody, uh, it, it, it's like you, you've got to get a hot bullpen going into the playoffs. And and it's it's such a thing where you know you 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 can't rely on oh, this guy's been good his entire career or this guy's been good for a year or two years or something like that. You, you've got to get a guy that's going good because a guy can look good for a year. He can look bad for a year. He can look good for two months. He can look awful for two months. It can fall apart so quickly. It's a razor's edge. Well, it is. I mean, you can look on the Yankees side, though. Dylan Patances, he's just fallen off the mat. He's not even going to really appear in the series again because he threw uh, all those consecutive balls and he's lost his confidence. And that's partially why you have to keep – I know people don't want to hear this, but you know, Chris Davinsky's come up big for this team a lot this season. You ask about post-All-Star break, and I know you don't want to hear the numbers or anything, but he had two twenty-three. Excuse me, a 257 ERA and opposing hitters hit 200 against him. It, it post all-star break. So, I mean, that's still something what you would think with a three run lead in the way that left-handers, as you've pointed out before, that is some, those are, uh, he should still be able to be effective. When you have a three run lead, when you come in with a four to one lead, you shouldn't have to blow that whole thing up and uh, take a loss and, and lose the game six to four. I'm, I'm just sorry. Put up a crooked number there and, and to have the Yankees come back. Credit the Yankees hitters. They were really good. But I, I do want to get back to one thing that you did say. I, I I give a lot of credit to Jeff Luno. He constructed a great roster for the regular season. And then that Verlander trade, when it was finally made, again, that was an excellent deal. But I agree with you as far as for addressing the bullpen. Knew this was potentially a problem. Saw all the other teams around the league, whether it was Cleveland, whether it was a potential World Series opponent with the Los Angeles Dodgers, or whether it was the New York Yankees. They all went and and they had great bullpens, acquired arms at the deadline. And so you, you have to look at it from that perspective that the Astros, they only put it, got Francisco Liriano, who was a starter, who they converted to the bullpen. They didn't strengthen the bullpen. And baseball is a bullpen game now. And you're going to have to get those outs in late innings. And so you didn't do that. And it's coming back home to roost. And they're going to have to find some way. 
And like you said, with a hot reliever, well, they're going to have to go with somebody. They're going to have to go with Brad Peacock to Giles, or they're going to have to go with Joe Musgrove again, or Chris Davinsky. Some combination of these guys, maybe even Will Harris again. So somebody has it, gets confident, and that they can kind of ride them for the next couple of weeks if they're able to you know, win the next couple of games because they're going to have to have some bullpen help. You just cannot win an American League Championship Series and a World Series, especially if it if it goes – if the Astros make any kind of gaffe now and they lose – I mean, everybody's expecting, oh, they've got to be able to win it with Keuchel and Verlander. And I'm optimistic with those two guys starting, and you're optimistic with those two guys starting. But we've seen, I mean, there just might be something. Lance McCullers couldn't have been any better. Even You give up just one run, you a couple of hits, just sensational, and then this happens at the end of games. Or maybe you've got 130 pitches from Verlander through seven or eight innings, and you now you have to take him out of the game, and you got to go to your bullpen. So they're going to be times called on for the bullpen. And even if you go a seventh game, you're going to have to use some combination of pitchers there, including your bullpen, which would be advantage Yankees. So, uh, you know, you have to look at it from, from that perspective is that AJ Hinch dance with who brung you and this bullpen, it's had its problems, but he's got to find some solutions there. And if not, that's going to be the tale of the tale, right? It's going to be why the Astros lose this series. Yeah. It's kind of an ironic twist that the only guy that's able to finally get the outs and end, the, end that disaster that was the was it the seventh or eighth inning or whatever was Luke Gregerson of all people, the guy that everybody had just been skewering the entire season. And, Isn't that and, funny? He might be the guy that ends up being the person that's called upon. I mean, you just never know. I mean, he was actually the, the closer on the Team USA that won the World Baseball Classic back in spring training. So uh, it's not out of the question that he could – find his way back in there if he puts in a couple of good outings. Cause like you said, you go with a hot hand. I rarely, if at all have gotten on AJ Hinch in the last couple of seasons, but RG, the, the couple things that, and, and, and this isn't hindsight, this is foresight. Uh, as far as, you know, what, what I thought, uh, RG, you know, I wasn't a big fan of throwing out Charlie Morton in game three. I, I would have rather thrown out McCullers because as we talked about, uh, in the post game yesterday, n- now you're left if there is a game seven, and and that's becoming obviously super likely at this point. Or it's either Charlie Mort, or it could, I guess, be Colin McHugh. But when I say super likely, um, there's there's two games. Th- these two teams are likely to split the next two. They're more likely to split the next two games than one team is to to go two zero. Well, put it this way. Yeah, it's, I, it's I mean, either... I would agree with you on that, but you said super likely. So I guess maybe I would say like it's probably sixty forty that there's going to be a game seven. And I don't. I look at super likely being ninety ten. So I guess it's a different of difference of semantics here. What did you think of him? And, and and this is my other issue besides the starting Charlie Morton. I wanted to start McCullers because if McCullers gives you the McCullers that we saw the first two or three months of the season when he's at his best. We know this guy's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I wanted to start him game three, so he would be ready for game seven. We saw that guy in this game. What did you think about pulling him? At- I have to be. I'd have to be ag- agree with you now because it, it looks like. I mean, McCullers had pitched this way, and again, I mean, it looks like he's healthy. That was always a question to me: Is he healthy? Is he able to go? And he had pitched. Uh, the last time that he had pitched was uh, basically a week ago against the Red Sox. So he would have been available to make that game three start. And with, uh, yeah, like you said, Charlie Morton, I think the Astros were just kind of playing with that and thinking, well, uh, at least you don't ever want to think that you can lose a game or that. But I, I guess they were thinking that potentially having McCullers there 
would give them, you know, announcing him as a last minute starter would maybe give a little bit of advantage there in a game four and, you know, comes out and fires like he did and the Astros go up three to one and then can close it out with either Keuchel or Verlander. But now, yeah, what you're saying, if McCullers had gone in game three and then you have Peacock and Morton here in a game four, whomever you want to start or, you know, piggyback or do do whatever with. Uh, then, you know, that would have been the Astros could have been up potentially 3-0. And, you know, then the Yankees are you know, co- having to come back from a 3-0 deficit. I mean, it's all hindsight now. I, but I agree with you. But not hindsight. I'm asking about the your foresight when they took McCullers out. Did you agree with that at the time? Did you think that was a good move? I didn't disagree with it because, as I told you earlier, the Astros had a four to one lead. And I knew it was I was the seventh inning. And I. You know, I, I kind of went on the Astros and their pitching staff. They're, they're, I trust Brent Strom. I trust what the, you know, the feedback. From, you know, every starter is going to want to stay in the game. But McCullers has basically, what have you seen him pitch lately? 50, 60 pitches, 40 pitches. He was already up to 80 pitches, even though he was throwing really well. He gave up a, a home run to Aaron Judge. So I was okay with him going out of the game because at that point, it's a home run. The bases are clear, so you're putting in a reliever effectively with nobody on base. You're not putting him in a situation where – so it was a, a perfect spot to kind of bring in a reliever and do that. I could have gone either way if A.J. Hinch continues with McCullers and he's firing and it puts another one on base. Well, then you go to the bullpen probably. But I didn't have a major problem with that. Uh, you know, that that's something that you know, I just think that it could go either way on that one. It's a quick turnaround, and I guess if you're the Astros, you, you could put it behind you in the rearview mirror pretty quickly. But you look at the next one, and it's Dallas Keuchel against the Yankees. That's been a, a good formula for the Astros the last three years. You hope that Dallas Keuchel's got another one of those gems in front of him. Like I said, you hope he, he might be able to give you nine innings or something like that, or at least eight, and uh, put you in position. The offense... I don't know what, what, I mean, I would think, Oh, get a bunch of runs, but you know, they had four runs. The the bullpen had four runs to work with this time. I mean, how many runs do they need to get before you feel safe? If you're an Astros fan going into the the late innings? Well, that's a good question. And there's not much faith in the bullpen right there, but let's also, I mean, I think we haven't even really talked about the Yankees here at all. And I know that that's the opponent and want to be a very Astro centric podcast right here. But, I mean, you have to give some credit to the opposition here. I mean, Sonny Gray battled there, too. He left the game. He had hard, he gave up a couple of base runners there. One of them was a catcher interference. He comes, and then uh, Jose Altuve walks, and David Robertson, you know, makes that bad pitch. And all of a sudden, you know, it's a 3-0 lead for the Astros. But pretty much, I mean, the, the Yankees' pitching has been shutting the Astros' offense down. Now, I think that the Astros, some of the hitters have been pressing. George Springer's a streaky hitter. We know that. He hasn't looked the same. Josh Reddick's been a little bit off in this series when he had been really done really well in the, the previous he had done very well in the previous series with the Red Sox. And uh, you know, really the main guys have been hitting have been uh Correa, Altuve, and Guriel, of course, who who again had a, a great bases clearing RBI there that, that put the Astros up three to nothing. But yeah, I mean, you have to credit the Yankees pitching. They bring in, whether it's from their bullpen, 
they're bringing in David Robertson or they're bringing in Chad Gray or they're going to Adam Warren or they're going to Aroldis Chapman. Uh, you know, the only guy who's really struggled again is Dylan Batances. They have the advantage in the bullpen. And and so Dallas Keuchel tomorrow, that's going to be huge. He has a six and two record. Uh, one oh, what is it like a one oh two ERA in his career against the Yankees and including his postseason starts. I mean, he's just been sensational. So you have him going in that game. So you have to feel confident. You're you're as confident as the next day starting pitcher. So the Astros have tremendous confidence, but it's going to be tough against these Yankees. And uh, I mean, we've seen like like you said, it's been a, a couple of really battle tested teams. The Yankees beat the the Indians. A lot of people consider the best team in the American League, and they're proving to be a tough out. That they'll come back. They fight to the last out. So I mean, both these teams are championship material, and you know I, that's why. And and another thing too, I, I wanted to ask you. There's a couple of guys that we always look at on opposing teams and we go, gosh, those guys are Houston killers. And we've already mentioned like Brett Gardner, but I mean, really looking at Todd Frazier, these last couple of games, and he did this to the Indians too. And this gets back to again, like what, when, when we were talking about Jeff Luno earlier and, you know, did a great job with roster construction before in free agency and then acquiring Verlander the last minute, but look at what Brian Cashman did. I mean, Yankees are supposed to be going through a rebuilding year. Yeah, in quotes, uh, rebuilding. That's certainly rebuilding, right, when you're playing for a, a World Series. But anyway, they were supposed to be. But then when they saw they had a chance to win, they go out and acquire Sonny Gray. Well, guess what? Sonny Gray starts. He has a really effective start against the Astros. Goes out and acquires David Robertson, Todd Conley, and uh, Todd Frazier. Guess what? All those guys have been contributing in the last couple of games. And Todd Frazier's one of those guys. I don't know about you, but he's already turning into the annals of, like, uh, you know, Houston Astro killers, you know, over the years. And every time he seems to be up, he seems to either flicking a home run over the fence or, or starting a rally or, or just, you know, being that annoying presence in the dugout. Uh, so I don't know what your feeling about that is, but I've, I've really I've seen enough of Todd Frazier over the last couple of games as an Astros fan. I've seen enough of his cork bat. I mean, I, I just... I have a, I still have an extremely hard time. I have never seen two pitches go further that I thought had no business going that far than that double that he hit. I, I can't remember if it was game one or game two, and then the home run in game three. Uh, I, it, to me, it just it makes absolutely no. They're telling me he's got these strong hands or something. The, the broadcasters are trying to tell me how strong his hands are. I mean, I, I don't know what did he do. To, I mean, it, is he like? Uh, Moises Atlou used to be. Remember he when he his secret method. Do you remember that for making his hands stronger? Yeah, well, that's a whole other uh, that's a whole other story. Mo- well, Moises- people who might not be listening, do you want to explain to them what that was? Uh, I'm not explaining them. I'm not explaining the okay. Moises Alou uh, magic. Okay. That, that something, was something. In the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go look it up. Google that, kids. Yeah. If you got if you're a kid, Google that. You'll you'll love seeing that the answer to that one. But yeah, it's just. It's I, I don't you know, I to me that what's so frustrating, RG, is I, I I mean, I've watched this enough and used in history. It feels like, OK, well, that's the game that got away. That's the that's the one that that cost him. And, and maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, when you when you have a game where the second baseman makes these two bizarro errors that puts the Astros in position to do what they did, the, the, the one specifically with the, the Brian McCann where he just kind of falls over inexplicably. I mean, they're trying to explain like the guy, like the, you know, the fielder has no idea how to stand on grass as opposed to dirt. 
I didn't know if it was that complicated. You know, it hadn't been raining or anything like that. So, you know, th- that's all this stuff that would go against the, the Houston Astros in the past. And you thought, well, this is finally it. But I, I will say this. And, you know, I, I felt like it, 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 sh- it was going to be, maybe, oh, maybe it's the Astros year after the first couple of months. And we saw what they did and the additions that they made. And, and then maybe, again, people thought, oh, it's the Astros year after the Verlander trade. But you live out, out in L.A. I mean, this Dodger team, even if the Astros – were to somehow get past the Yankees, it feels like it's the Dodgers' year. And and if you look at the matchups between those two teams, it it looks awful from an Astros standpoint. I mean, you talked about it a little bit in the post game yesterday, but I mean, if you look at the matchups and the the pitching matchups to the hitting matchups for the Astros, and uh, you talk about the Yankees bullpen, but the Dodgers bullpen is is just as deadly, and they've got lefties all over the place, up and down, starting and relieving it. It seems like you just have to throw a lefty out and the Astros fall over and die. I mean, this year, it just they don't know what to do with lefties most of the time unless it's Altuve, Altuve going against Araldis Chapman in the ninth inning or something like that or Carlos Correa. But besides those two guys, there's, there's not a whole lot of guys I have confidence in hitting left-handed pitching. And so uh, you, I was just hoping that they could take out the Red Sox and the Yankees and, and that would be a sweet postseason. And, and next year, you finish off the deal. I already talked about the Astros being in the past tense here. I mean, there's still two games. Again, they've got Verlander, excuse me, Keuchel going in game five and Verlander in game six. And even they have two out of the last three games at home. The Yankees are a significantly better team at home. So even if they go up 3-2, the Astros can still hold serve and win at Minute Maid Park. The Yankees have not been the road team that the Astros were this past year. So you would hope maybe the Astros finally being the, the, the great road team can pull out some kind of victory and make it easier on themselves to only have to win one of the last two. But again, I mean, they have their opportunities here. But I, I also want to get back to I'm going to address your Dodgers question there in just a second. But I also wanted to get back to uh, about uh, one of the plays in the game that I thought was really critical too, and, and change things even in the bullpen there was that one play where uh, Chase Headley uh, gets that that hit and he's coming around and he stumbles and Altuve, you know, to, to throw it to first base, right? And then or Cor- the Correa, that, it was Correa that threw it. Or to- it was Correa, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, it was, it, uh, yeah, it, it was right there, then and there, that extra throw, then Altuve makes a tag and it, it wasn't, you know, that split second right there. If that's an out right there, that kind of starts to kill a rally. Okay, I mean, the guy's taking off second base, you know, I believe at that point it was what it was still just four to two. And so you would have man on third. So a tying run would have still been but it would have been a much different scenario than having men on second and third. And, uh, you know, having what basically Giles had to walk into there, uh, you know, he it ended up not not working out. But I just it kind of like uh, exacerbated things. Did Correa make the right play? Well, I mean, it, I mean, retrospect, I mean, it was that extra bang, bang where you had to do that and getting it to Altuve to make the tag. I mean, and that was the Chase Headley gets his, you know, hand in there and they aren't able to convert the out. So you have to say that that that, you know, ultimately in retrospect, it's just a little marginal district. Should have thrown it to second then. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, of course, uh, because they I think he was thinking that Headley would head when he stumbled, he would head back to first base. So go get him there, get him in a rundown. But for, for whatever reason, he found his kind of like roadrunner speed right there. And, you know, Wiley Coyote wasn't able to catch up with him or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, it was just one of those things that it was a turning point. And that was when you we were talking about before. It's the little things that happen. And, you know, that's 
that definitely was. That was the little thing that was kind of happening there that, you know, kind of, uh, as we've seen in this series, that, you know, it causes, uh, you know, things to change in an instant. And now all of a sudden the series is tied at two to two. But uh, I'd also like to address your, your Dodgers question there. Because, yeah, being out here in Los Angeles, seeing a lot of the Dodgers this year, and you're right, uh, going up against the Astros, look, they have Clayton Kershaw, who's been the best pitcher in baseball. If, if you know, So if whomever Clayton Kershaw would face in the World Series, whether it be the Yankees or the Astros, I mean, you still have – he hasn't been as effective in the postseason, but you still have Clayton Kershaw. Rich Hills pitched really well for the Dodgers. He's had some good postseason starts. And then now, of course, they acquired Hugh Darvish – and you Darvish has pitched well in the postseason in his two starts so far. But the, at least the Astros are familiar with him. But what you talked about with their bullpen is where they're really strong, just like the Yankees, just like the Indians. Brandon Morrow, they, they acquired Tony Watson at the deadline. Of course, they have one of the maybe the best closer in, in baseball right now. It's Kenley Jansen. So, I mean, the Dodgers have a really strong and they've even put Kinta Maeda from the rotation into the bullpen. He's been really effective. So, I, I mean, Dave Roberts has a lot of places to go to. So that would be the one advantage that the Astros would have would be with their lineup because Corey Seager's been out for the Dodgers. He's not even in on the NLCS roster. And I mean, Corey Seager, Clay Bellinger and Corey Seager and Yasel Puig's kind of found the. Uh, you know, been re-energized here in the postseason. You know, the Dodgers have some really good players, but I mean, Corey Seager's like the again the Carlos Correa of, of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So to not have him for a World Series in that lineup. Oh, and I've forgotten about Justin Turner. He's only had like the greatest postseason since Babe Ruth with those kind of uh, numbers that he's put up. So uh, you have like some really good players on the Dodgers. It won't it wouldn't be easy. And like you said, the Astros don't match up as well against left-handers. It's just not their forte. Uh, but a lot of teams have those problems. And I think it would still be a pretty interesting World Series because the Astros would have the, uh, the the Dodgers lineup is not as good as the Yankees lineup. OK, top to bottom. They don't have the masters, especially if Corey Seager's not in there. But what they do have is a starting pitching and they have a great bullpen. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see uh, just how with the matchups there. And, you know, and Clayton Kershaw, as tremendous as he's been, I mean, he's had some postseason hiccups. Up. So that would be his first World Series, and and uh, he'd be going up against a tough lineup too. So I mean, I I, I just want to be able to see that. Like you said, I want to see Astros Dodgers in the World Series, and just uh, any kind of scenario there. But um, we've got to see these last three games and how they play out. Well, if they somehow figure out to get out of this thing and somehow get get to the next round, I'll save that five minutes that you just did on the Dodgers for everybody to listen to again well but we can't even really like close a chapter because we're already talking about the Dodgers I know that they should be up 3-0 after uh as we're recording this after game three but I mean I hate the Red Sox did it one time in baseball history right against the Yankees so I mean until the Dodgers actually clinch and in the World Series I mean we're assuming they would be in the World Series yeah you just you you pick the one the one time in in like 4,000 years that it happened so I, I I think it's pretty much it's looking like it's going to be pretty much the Dodgers. And don't forget, you mentioned about 4,000 things, except for the fact that the Dodgers also have home field advantage in the World Series. So that's another thing working against the Astros as well. I mean, at least in this series, you think, well, the, the Astros, even if they get swept in New York, they still got the last two games at home. And, and you can lean on that. But God forbid that, that 
that's what it comes down to. But yeah, that's that's the other part of of it. But we'll let you go. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're on your you're on your way to work or your lunch break, and you're pulling into hey, the it's office. It's gonna be or... a great game five. We've got some more baseball in Houston. Let's let's celebrate that, guys. All right. Thanks for joining us. The Astros lose. Uh, they fall to the Yankees, and it's a two-two series. Sad face. Sad emoji. For more interviews, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, or if you're an Android user, download our free Houston Sports Talk app in the Google Play Store. We're also available on Stitcher or the TuneIn app, and our website is HoustonSportsTalk.net.